Hey there, listeners. Welcome to This Humana Life, a podcast for all Humana associates. We have amazing stories to tell and learning experiences to offer. We also believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insights into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. I'm Brittany LaMare. And this podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We're looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Join the conversation in our buzz group by visiting go forward slash THL. Also, make sure to text the acronym THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile Thursday morning. Well, I want to thank you for being here with Tara Brittany, myself, Rhonda Jackson, with the HR, or she's the in HR Senior Talent Management Professional. So thank you for coming up here and visiting with us and sharing a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I'll just let you take it from here. You tell me how and what brought you to Humana. Sure. Okay. So I hope everybody is listening. I hope no one falls asleep because <laughs> this might get kind of long. Um so I, I have not, um, I did not major in HR. Um, I actually majored um, in business administration. Um, but many years ago, I, um, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I'm a native of Louisville. And many years ago, I was in a program very similar to what we here at Humana know as the Summer Works Program. So for those of you who don't know what Summer Works is, um, we work with the city of Louisville um, where we um, employ youth ages 16 to 21 in our community during the summer months to come into um, local companies and, and work. And so back when I was that age, I had the similar, similar type of opportunity um, in a similar program here in Louisville. And so at that time, I went to work um, for a bank that at that time was Great Financial Federal Bank. Today it's like U.S. Bank. It's right mm -hmm. around the corner mm -hmm. here from the corporate building. And I actually worked in an HR department. And um, at that time, so I'm going to date myself and pretty much tell my age, but at that time, you know, we didn't have um, really advanced kind of com computer systems. And so mm -hmm. I spent my summer, it was the first time that they had ever had um, employee records um, electronically. So I spent my whole summer like taking paper records and trans trans transmitting them into, um, you know, electronic records for the, for the bank. Um, so fast forward, I get my degree. Um, and I, I, um, at the time was working for, so I may back up because, um, while I was in college, I also got an opportunity to participate in a program called Inroads, which is also kind of an internship mm -hmm. program that, um, is intended to attract diverse talent, um, meaning persons of color, to um, work in companies. And so through that experience, I was introduced to um, Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And so mm -hmm. upon graduation, I had interned with them. They offered me a job to come uh, work in their management training program. And so um, I did that. Um, so I always tell people I kind of grew up there. I spent a long time there. And mm -hmm. as they were promoted from within company, you know, I worked in operations management, and um, as our 
um, company kind of grew regionally, you know, we had more human resources needs. And so I got the opportunity to um, recruit for the company for a couple of years. And while I was recruiting for them, I kind of knew, you know, just in looking ahead at what I would want to do next, I kind of knew I wanted to go into kind of an employee relations function. I felt like um, just it kind of suited my strengths. And um, so I really, um, I did some research and understood that, you know, it would be advantageous for me to look at becoming professionally certified. So I took a course on the PHR. Um, and PHR? Uh, professional Human Resources Certification Test. So that's something that generally if you have two years of HR experience, you can sit for an exam that pretty much, you know, will tell um, people that, you know, that you kind of, um, have the subject matter expertise to um, have a career in HR. Mm-hmm. So um, I did that, and um, upon doing that, our group that I worked in here in Kentucky, um, it continued to grow, and so that opened up great opportunity for me to matriculate into what we called an HR regional supervisor. So a very journalist position um, allowed me to get some great experience in HR, you know, around I did training, you mm-hmm. know, compensation. Um, because we were a regional setup, we pretty much handled all HR functions mm-hmm. for our region um, with kind of corporate oversight. And so I did that for the, about my, my last six years at Enterprise. And at that time, I decided that if I wanted to move, have any type of upward mobility, that would require me to physically relocate. And at the time, um, you know, just due to my personal life, um, it was that wasn't going to be feasible feasible for me at that time. And so I said, well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also had pursued my, um, my I was pursuing my MBA degree mm. and obtained that. And so kind of looking at what's next. And so it's kind of put myself out there. And um, there's an eight there was an HR consultant position with Humana, and that's how I came to be. At Humana, and actually, when I came here, um, we were just kind of going to a different model of the HR um, shared services. So most of you guys know it as HR for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of at that time adding what we call Tier Two, which is kind of the consultant function. So, you know, if you call in and it's a leader who you know, you know, has some you know concerns or they need some um, help with some policy interpretation, you know, those kind of matters will generally go to the consultant level. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of um, the function that I started in here at Humana. So did so you have a business administration degree? I do. I have a bachelor's in business administration okay. from the University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then you started and you went into a master's program or? So I um, about, I guess it was maybe 10 years after that, mm-hmm. yeah, into I, that. I did a master's program. So because I had small children at the time, um, I decided to do more of a non-traditional program. So I went to school on Monday nights from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then mm-hmm. we had a situation where, um, so I did 10 classes in the classroom. I went to um, the University of Phoenix uh, mm-hmm. local campus here in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I wanted to pick up the HR concentration on the back end, and so there was a total of 15 classes, so the first 10 I took in the classroom, and then the last five were all online. But when you're not in class, you're, the expectation is that you, you know, you have to, you know, do so many case studies and, mm-hmm. um, you know, post in your groups during the week. So, um, so it, I always tell people it took a good 
three years out of my life because on weeknights and weekends, I was pretty focused on doing homework, getting school. Getting well, that's a fascinating school. journey, too, because you started off in the internship, the um, summer work program that's through the mayor's. Is that the one through the yes, mayor? Yes. Um, so mayor's it, Council? I think mm-hmm. back then it was called um, the Louisville and uh, Greater Louisville, Louisville something, maybe. Employment and Education Partnership, mm-hmm. I believe is what it was called back mm-hmm. then. So, yeah. But starting off as an intern and then working through and not really. And then you journey down the HR role, and here you are. Yeah. Pretty yeah. pretty cool. Pretty yeah. fast. Thank so you. tell us about your role now and what you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, I work for the talent acquisition team, and so most of you guys would know that as the recruiting function. So anytime you go into your careers worklet and workday um, and you're searching for careers, um, generally if you apply for jobs, those typically come to the talent acquisition team. Um, they pretty much facilitate um, the hiring process um, for hiring leaders here at Humana. And um, so I work for talent acquisition. I work on that team, but I also um, support and um, have dotted line to our inclusion and diversity team, which is led by Maria Hughes. Um, so just in looking at, you know, enterprise-wide, um, we really want to be an inclusive and diverse um, organization and then looking at how we might be able to enhance what we're doing today um, we, and looking at where we were we, we consider ourselves a very diverse organization um, with an organization that's almost 70 percent women and close to 50 percent persons of color but when you look at the different levels of um, leadership in the organization if you look at mid-level management um, going into kind of your more senior management your director level and above type types of positions um, the representation, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mirror that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we were looking at what can we do um, to, you know, kind of enhance where we are on our journey. And so my role is really about internal advocacy. And so um, I basically work with internal talent um, that are considered, you know, performing well. Um, they are at a level in which they would be ready for, you know, something at the senior management level and above and really just ensuring that there is visibility to opportunity when opportunities exist, um, ensuring that we have hiring leaders that know about the talent that, you know, maybe they, you know, they're in there, they may know what talent exists right in front of them, but they may not be, have visibility to talent, you know, across the enterprise. And so my job is really to just, you know, try to help um, create, you know, um, break down any barriers and really just create visibility for, for talent. Which maybe, I should understand it more, but when you say create visibility, can you talk more about that? Like, what does that mean for, you know, the direct, it, it, it would be visibility to like a director level? Yes, yes. So we're really trying to create um, or enhance our pipelining at the director level and above because we typically do pretty well at, you know, uh, individuals rising to the level of mid-level management. Um, but really at that senior management level and above is really um, where we, you know, kind of want to see um, where we see the greatest op- areas of opportunity to enhance the pipeline. And I have the privilege of, of being on uh, visiting or being part of a team for our organization where um, by increasing more conversation and just to let us know how can we as organizations and departments help support your vision um, and what we can do to just create more energy around that. So for me, um, I, I, I believe, you know, I'm, I'm 
Um, we have some great talent here in this organization. And, um, you know, to try to touch on all the talent that is out there, um, you know, it can be a challenge in and of itself. So I really just want to encourage, you know, everyone to just really advocate for talent where they are. So, you know, be it that you're a leader, be it that you're a mentor, um, you know, I really, you know, think it's, you know, the onus is on all of us. If we're on teams that, you know, where everyone looks like us, well, we're not, we're also not advocating for diversity. And so there's opportunity to, to say, oh, wait a minute, you know, we all look alike or we're all alike. And it's not even just about what we look like, but, you know, diversity of thought is really kind of where it's at as well. And so we, we, I believe, um, and we know this to be the case that, you know, uh, companies and organizations are better when they have um, balance or diverse um, associate populations. It just lends itself, you know, to greater innovation um, and just ways of thinking that, you know, you may not, you, you may not be exposed to. So it behooves us to all be advocates where we are to ensure that we are um, you know, not hoarding talent, that we're not, um, you know, thinking of just ourselves. I think um, we're, we're going to see more and more about, you know, really being a good leader is about um, not just looking at where you're sitting, but, you know, how is what we're doing playing into how the enterprise itself is advancing. You so. want them to grow. Absolutely. You want leaders that want them to grow. And I know that you all are also so on your team and maybe you as well are supporting the efforts um, to make sure you're on Workday and build your talent profile. Go ahead and make that happen. Now, you're Absolutely. in that you're in, in that role as well, right? You're trying to push the Workday. Absolutely. That's, so that's a good point, Carmen. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, the talent that I engage with, especially one-on-one, -on -one, that's something that I always encourage them to do because um, a lot of people don't realize, but especially at that, when you're reaching that kind of mid-level management, director level and above, um, you know, we, you know, we want to be able to see that, you know, your talent profile may mirror, you know, kind of what uh, a hiring leader is looking for. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that, that page is what really kind of speaks for you before you're able to really kind of speak for yourself. So you always want to ensure, and we have a lot of um, good tools. Um, if, if anyone really kind of is struggles with what should be out there, you know, I would encourage you to go to go backslash career cultivation because there are a lot of good tools and resources for you to use when you think about updating your talent center, getting ready for an interview, um, updating your resume. So there's there's just a lot of good tools out there. So you had had touched on this with your um, your previous answer, but for those associates that are maybe considering a role transition or branching out into a different business area, do you have any advice for them? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so first I would say um, have a conversation you know, with your leader, you know, maybe um, your leader. It could be your leader's leader. Um, it could be another leader even on your team. But um, I think it's very important to try to understand possibly, you know, what skills and capabilities you have. You know, if there's something you want to do, you know, what do you need to have in your toolkit to be able to do that? And if there are any gaps in that, you know, how might you fill those gaps? And so I think that, you know, um, we have a lot of great development tools out there as well. Um, 
you know, I don't know if you all are familiar with Skillsoft, but, you know, we have, if you go to the Learning Center, there are a lot of course offerings in Skillsoft, but I think baseline is about understanding what you bring to the table in terms of what you want to do next and then what gaps possibly you uh, need to fill. And then I would say just, you know, you can go to Workday, and if you go into your careers worklet, you can always, you know, search for opportunities, um, and you can apply to those opportunities. Um, and we also have an Ask a Recruiter buzz site. So if you ever have any questions about any positions that are posted um, out there, you can actually go to the buzz site and, you know, have your um, questions responded to by the recruiting team if you have questions. And speaking of those phenomenal resources, we'll include a link in the show notes to the strength and skills activity, which I know I've personally done before, and it helps you identify, it's from the career cultivation site, but it helps you identify your strengths and areas that you can also improve on. So that was a, a phenomenal resource that's available to every associate. And I also want to say we have a phenomenal um, internal mobility team and so we do have situations where we may have hiring managers that they they only want to look at internal talent and so our internal mobility team they do a really good job of you know if you apply to something and let's say you know you got an interview for it and let's say you didn't get the job but let's say you were kind of a top contender for that position well they may keep your information um, on the radar for something that's maybe similar similarly situated um, that may come through the next time so and I just want to, you know, just really kind of put that out there, too, to encourage you that just because you may not get something the first time that, you know, we still we still are looking at you as a talented individual here at Humana. So one of the things that you touched on was what I, th- well, I think you were alluding to is the need for business acumen. And I think a lot of times, especially work at home, we don't know how we fit into the bigger Humana picture. Like we know our impact in our department or maybe just on our team. So what advice do you have to, that would help people understand the bigger business picture um, of how we operate, of how Humana makes money, of you know ways that would help them improve that business acumen? So, um, you know, I'm going off the top of my head, but I know there's a healthcare one-on-one course. Um, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how one would um, sign up for it. But um, in the learning center. center. Okay, yep. so there's an opportunity. Sounds like to um, do the healthcare one-on-one by going to the learning center. I would also say right now, um, because you know we're all in a, in a time where we're kind of on the res- we press the reset button button for 2019. We have a lot of exciting things going on, um, and so you know a lot of our senior level level leaders um, just uh, you know recently met and kind of you know, kind of finalize what our enterprise-wide picture is looking like. So I think that there's an opportunity as um, your leadership understands more about what's happening for you to really hone in on kind of what the enterprise-wide goals and objectives are. Um, I think we, like I said, I think we just have so many cool things. I was on a call the other day with um, Beth Beerbauer in my mentoring circle, and she was talking about all the great things happening, you know, with the EDGE group. And for me, that's just it just really kind of makes it personal because I have two grandmothers in their 80s and, you know, just all the exciting things we have happening around looking at technology and how we might actually be able to use Alexa one day to order, you know, have them order prescriptions and things like that. And so um, just, you know, the level of, 
you know, innovation and um, it's just really an exciting time to be here. So I think, you know, I think we all are somewhat in learning mode because I think we all have to kind of look at where we are and what we're contributing and how we might contribute in the future based upon what's happening here. So um, I think we all need to, I think what you guys are doing here in terms of podcasts helps us to do that, you know, and there are other podcast opportunities to learn. Um, but I think we all have to continue to just, you know, try to learn so we can kind of grow our way into this. And that's it for this episode. But the conversation isn't over. Make sure to catch part two next week. You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239-355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.